red light blinking? Are we recording? I think we are. Yay. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I guess good evening at this point from the Lettuce In cast. Um, this is our bonus episode. Oh, Mika, you had a great name for what this was going to be. What was uh, it? The Good, the Bad, the Ugly? The good. I'm going to write this down. The Good, Bad, and the Ugly. I f- I absolutely love that. So uh, that's going to kind of be the description for the bonus episode. Good, the bad, and the ugly, and answering questions. Is so, that the name of a Western? It is. <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> I knew it sounded familiar, but I thought it was just like some common term. No, I, I think my boss just really liked that movie, which is why he used the title. That sounds about right. Um, okay, let's go ahead and get started. We have a couple of questions. So we did a giveaway on our Instagram. Uh, congratulations to Freckly Fox, which just so happens to be my sister. Uh, so congratulations, Woo-hoo! and you'll get the dice Woo. when I see you next. So I'm just going to hold on to those since now I don't have to mail them out. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's nice. So since she won, she has she submitted two questions, and the first one is for tweezers or technically Blake who played tweezers. That's me. That's you. So um, we got this question in two forms. So I'm going to read them both. Uh, So just that she simply asks why pecans, but then um, my happy chubby life who, who who should seem very familiar to you. um, (laughs) What? (laughs) How dare you call your wife? What? (laughs) <laughs> she asks why is tweezers so opposed or so obsessed with pecans they're not even that good oh. Oh. shots fired <laughs> i'm gonna turn the time over to you sir <laughs> they're not even that good well, she's <laughs> wrong such a thing they're, to say. <laughs> they're amazing um no i think when we first started coming up with the characters you sent out like a I don't know what you called it, like a help a, character builder thing. It was a 30-day character creation where you answered a question about your character once a day. Yeah. And I did that. And one of the questions was like, what is their favorite food? And I just really like pecans in real life. And so I was like, yeah, I bet tweezers would like pecans. That seems Aww. like a thing a mouse would like. And then in the campaign, I think it was like the first day we're in the tavern and I asked for pecans, and I was like, "That's all he's gonna eat." And that just kind of <laughs> went with it. <laughs> it kind of turned. It kind of turned into a funny thing. So it wasn't like an intentional thing from the beginning. I just thought it'd be funny, like at I, that moment. I think those are the best kinds of character quirks. Is when they just happen naturally. You're like, "Oh, the character's creating this, and I'm following along with it. This feels right." Yeah, and it 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 kind of worked out too with Lindsay's character Mira because she was like a foodie. <laughs> And like it kind of turned into this funny thing with her trying to figure out things to feed him. And I just kind of was like, yeah, this is working. So we went with it. Oh my gosh. That's a good one. Um, Let's see. Uh, So the second one is kind of technically for me, but uh, Frankly Fox wanted to also know more about the system and the art and why it was the first session. so a little bit of history on Mouse Guard is it was originally a comic book uh, written by David Peterson, and it was turned into a TTRPG. Um, 
And I think he does a vast majority of the art as well. He's got a fun kind of like blog site where he posts a bunch of uh, mouse guard art and some other things. Uh, so just look up David Peterson and his art and you'll find some really fun stuff. He's absolutely brilliant. And uh, why it was the first thing we did for the season was because I absolutely love mouse guard. I think it's adorable. Um What's funny about it, too, is uh, the game comes off as really, really cute and really adorable. And then the GM notes are like, kill them all. Kill them. Make them suffer. And I'm like, what? That's terrifying. Um, but we, well, I originally played this um, uh, a while back uh, when I was with the codex cast that was my first live stream um and it was so cute that in the very last episode or season thing that we played i just cried it was just so cute and so adorable i just cried and i was like this is my favorite system of all time and so i was like this is fitting this this needs to be what it is um so that's what that's what i chose um so the next question is from cutscenes and cupcakes but i don't know which of the members asked this question it wasn't <laughs> Lindsay, me Lindsay's like i don't know it wasn't me i think it might have been marley but i'm not sure um but it, it's for jason who is the mightiest foe that the might that that the mighty q has ever taken down you're on mute i know i know sorry <laughs> <laughs> that well the fightiest the fightiest Mo that he's ever taken down. <laughs> um, you know, I think uh, the first legit fight he had was in the festival. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Because legit, like that was his like first mission in Mouse Guard was going with you guys. I don't think I'd count the bees as a fight. So <laughs> <laughs> legit, the first foe he took down was Nibbles. Oh, so Nibbles. That's really embarrassing for Nibbles. <laughs> I'm absolutely embarrassed that you took me down, Mighty Kira. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I wonder I wonder if in his future he would have he would have actually fought an owl. Oh, definitely. If we kept playing the campaign, I would find some way to fight an owl. Like, that I would be, like, one of my main... Because uh, my sword is called Owl's Bane. Yeah. I have to. And I would have <laughs> let it happen, absolutely. Um, because would have had a heart attack. Lemon would have had a heart attack. Well, and it's not in the podcast because I had to cut it out. But kind of right where it fades, everybody, like, continues laughing. And I'm like are you guys wanting to fight an owl right now or should I fade here? <laughs> I wasn't sure if you guys like really wanted to fight an owl right then or not. Like it's 11 PM, but we could certainly fight an owl. <laughs> like with a combination of, uh, cause I took owl wise for some of my stats. Cause I thought it would be funny. So like the combination of that and the mighty Q's, uh, pretty good fighting stats. I think that owl would have been toast. Yeah. I mean, considering Q did level up there at the last minute. Right? Fighting, <laughs> but Mira on the other hand, <laughs> yeah. uh, right along those lines, uh, Q slash Jason, 
Marmar three one three three would like to know if Q will go out on a date with her. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be the mightiest date. Oh, ever. For those who don't know, Marmar three one three three, Marley from Cutsies and Cupcakes, and Jason are dating. So it's really really adorable, and I had to put that in there. Might even teach her how to do the Q tornado. <gasps> oh. I absolutely love that idea. And I must Lizzie know how that leaves. goes. <laughs> <laughs> just leaves. I'm here. Uh, my mic just came unplugged. Oh, no. She's like, oh, gosh. Um, Honestly, and- one of my favorite parts of Q2 was coming up with those, like, special move names. I was planning on doing more of those. I love that. Uh, so, so, bookish girl forever. What a lovely name. Uh, wanted to know what the inspiration was for the first season. Um, funny story. The first half is loosely based off of a one shot that was created for Mouse Guard. Oh, no. Lindsay's gone. Lindsay, no! Um, we will avenge you. She really didn't like my comments. She really didn't. <laughs> she was offended because she wanted to learn it. You there, Lindsay? Lin- Are you there, Lindsay? It's Lindsay, me. come Mika. back. Mira! <laughs> uh, maybe. I'm glad she's gone. Wow. <gasps> okay. <laughs> well, I'll just continue answering this question. But the, the first half was loosely based off of, uh, it's called A Dying Wish that was written for Mouse Guard. So I did that. But when you when you go and meet whoever has the cart with the medicine, um, what what the one shot originally wanted you to do was when you get there, you would encounter uh, like three or four other mice from different cities. It's kind of like different little locations and they would be fighting over who needs the medicine the most because it wasn't enough for everybody. And it originally wanted the party to decide who got the medicine and the other people wouldn't get it. And I was like, that is so mean. I can't do that. Well, so we I changed to play God. I know. That's but great. I couldn't I couldn't handle that for my first session GMing. I was like, I can't do this. So I rewrote that to have the three blind mice. And then the day day one, two, and three of celebration was it sounds weird, but that was all me. I created that and I worked with um Chase, uh, that some of you may know from Level One Geek. He helped me a ton kind of prepare. Uh, how to handle a celebration and things to do. So he was a massive help. Uh, so thanks, Chase. If you ever hear this, you're great. <laughs> um, this next question is for Lemon. This is oh. actually from RLU, who you will see pop up in a bunch of our streams and is a huge fan of us and uh, Level 1 Geek. He's great. Um, he asks, could Lemon push past his hatred and fear of owls and name... And the name Todd to be happy with his dance partner from the final episode. Um, I don't think Todd had anything to do with owls. So I'm just going to push that aside. Lemon will forever hate owls. Uh, the Todd thing, as long as he keeps calling him North. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I love how simple. I mean, as long as we don't call him by his real name, we're fine. Yeah. Oh, 
Lens. That's it. That's the answer. <laughs> I love it. It's nice as it was like, yeah, as long as he calls him North. Uh, so this question comes from Savannah. Um, this is for everybody. So we'll, we'll start with Mika since you're right here next to me on the video. Um, so this is going to be, where did the inspiration for each character come from? Uh, so I mentioned this on episode zero, but I name all of my characters Lemon. And so that's where the name inspiration came from. Um, I, everything else, um, I was cycling through a bunch of different things. Like at one point I wanted a, a dogberry type character. Uh, then I realized I didn't think I'd be able to, I wasn't familiar enough with the idea of dogberryisms to be able to pull that off. And so I thought, okay, like maybe still high ranking, not the smartest. Um, and teacher. then I went teacher. Yeah. <laughs> then I went from that to um, absent-minded professor type. And so it was just a bunch of skipping around. And then eventually I came up with lemon. I love lemon. He's so cute. Oh no. Lindsay keeps getting disconnected. So we'll, we'll have her answer next or last. Um, but Jason, I know you've been itching to answer this question and I'm so excited. <laughs> so I, for mighty Q, I really wanted him to be like extreme, extremely charismatic and like chaotically. So, and I actually designed him after if, if anybody's ever seen my hero academia, uh, there's a character named all might. And I wanted him to have the same type of charisma as All Might, but suck at everything he does. So it's it's funny you mentioned that because when you were talking about naming your attacks, the first thought that went through my mind was, oh man, nobody beats All Might when it comes to attack names. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's like kind of what I who I like kind of patterned him after, but I didn't want him to like. I just wanted him to be extremely average and like not very good at stuff, but be like have tons of heart and think that he can accomplish anything with heart, like just how big his heart is and almost like chaotically. So like if we, if we got into like bad situations, he would have like chaotically like thrown himself into danger to save someone or something he would like, have at the of, like his own life, you know? Yep. But uh, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with making him oh <laughs> especially i <laughs> actually that was from all might right there that's uh, <laughs> the english version of all might his laugh is like <laughs> it's so, so good yeah oh my gosh um so blake what was all that inspiration for tweezers so i have a four-year-old little girl and i was watching cartoons with her and she loves the Tinkerbell movies and they are some fantastic cinema. I highly recommend everybody go out and watch them. Oh, okay. And in the Tinkerbell movies, there's tons of different fairies and the fairies all have different, I guess like classes and Tinkerbell is a tinker fairy. And so she's really good at tinkering with things and objects. And she's like an inventor in these movies. And in the movies, there's like um, 
water fairies and animal fairies and all these different fairies. And I thought the tinker fairies were the coolest. And so that's why I came up with tweezers being an inventor and wanting to tinker with things. And then I thought the boy version of that would be the dad in beauty and the beast. Maurice. Is that his name? Yeah. Maurice. Maurice. And so I thought that would be cool because he has like his little inventions and his little tinkery things. And so that's why I wanted to be an inventor type person. So that was the inspiration behind tweezers. The little art that you guys can see, it's on Instagram. The art of tweezers is so freaking cute. Yeah, I had fun drawing that. That was good. And when I drew that, that's how I came up with the name because I thought his his little pine needle tweezers would be like his his like token tool that he uses the most so so perfect all right Lindsay. now that you're here and have a stable (laughs) connection sorry about that blame my usb hub i got it for very cheap on amazon and it shorted out and just gave up the ghost um (laughs) but anyway my inspiration for mira actually came from you erica um what i know you know this um (laughs) well i was having a hard time like coming up with a character and erica just was super generous and was like hey why don't you recycle one of mine so i kind of blended um erica's pre-made character with some of my ideas um mainly inspired by like an extreme version of myself meeting Monica from friends meeting. um, I don't know, just a food freak. And uh, that's where Mira came from. Oh, I love, I love that character. Cause that was the original character that I played with Codex cast. And she was just so, so darn sweet. So I was very (laughs) happy when you were like, yeah, we're recycling. I was like, yeah, she lives on. Um, (laughs) So I have a couple of, other random questions, but um, we'll have kind of a, a little bit more of a serious breakdown of the season after. Um, but I took these questions from that 30-day character creation challenge, so some of you may already have answers. Um, but on one of these, so we'll kind of go in that same order, Mika, Blake, I'm going to switch you two around, Jason and Lindsay. Um, hot or cold is the question. Would your character prefer the hot or the cold? It's a good one. I didn't give heads up on purpose. I would say cold because he's the kind of character I think who would be reading by the fireplace doing his owl studies. Oh, that's a good one. Hmm. Blake? You're, you've been placed under a mute spell. I fixed it. I fixed it. The spell <laughs> is gone. Um, definitely the cold because he's always working with his hands in, I don't want to say hot environments, but like he's like a, he's like a, like a smith, like a blacksmith. So he would like the cold to get a break from the hot forge. I like it. Uh, Mighty Q. So I'd say hot, but. Mighty Q would pretend he was okay in the cold until like somebody forced him to like wear a jacket. Oh, he's like a middle schooler trying to no, like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Mira? 
Um, Mira would definitely be like a light, cold kind of person if we're talking about weather. Um, because she loves making hot, warm bread, hot soups, um, all that good food. So comfort food. I love all your characters because I would definitely prefer the cold. That's just as a person. <laughs> okay. Question number two. What is one item that you cannot live or that your character could not live without? Probably a good compass. Huh. Oh, you mean like like North? Would he be like oh, yeah, the, the, the North brand compasses? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> North will be your compass. I mean, I feel like North would try to be adorable and be like, I'll be your compass. And then would be like, no, but I need an actual compass. You're fallible. <laughs> you you don't totally always point North. <laughs> I mean, you are North. So if I told you to point North, you'd point at yourself as a joke. Maybe I can't have that nonsense. <laughs> I can see this all unfolding. Blake? I mean, obviously it's tweezers, right? Like, it seems pretty basic, but yeah. I think a broader answer would be his cloak since he turned it into an apron and it holds all his tools. I thought that was really adorable when he flipped it back around for the funeral. I thought that was a really nice touch. Sign of sign of respect. Yeah. Jason? I'd say either his hero mask and cape or Owl's Bane. He, pro- he probably sleeps with that thing now. Oh. <laughs> it's his most prized possession. He seriously loves his new sword. <laughs> That's so sweet. Linz? Uh Mira, definitely. The first thing that came to mind was her trusty old cast iron frying pan. Um, but I want to say also raisins, because she always seemed to have them. So it's between the two of those. <laughs> Oh, that was so cute. She, Mira hands him a raisin. Mira hands him a raisin. I said that quite a bit. (laughs) Like almost every episode after. uh, I think so. I started handing them out freely. (laughs) Yeah, I loved it. Okay, next question. What is your character's spirit animal? Or since we are mice, who's your spirit human? Um, Lemons is the wolf because Jesse hates them. Bad wolf. <laughs> it's now the tree. Yes. All right, Blake. That's hard. I think tweezers would be. I want to say. Probably like, like an inventor, right? So like Einstein, or not Einstein, Edison, or like Tesla, maybe like Tesla from the Prestige. That'd be kind of. Oh cool. yeah. In that like David Bowie esque style, but I don't think Tweezers was like cool the way David Bowie is. So maybe like a dorky version of of Tesla. I mean, he did vomit on the floor when his real name was mentioned. It's true. I say give Tweezers twenty years, and Tweezers will be that cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm like an I'm like an amateur Tesla. Like growing up, we'll see. An adolescent. Yeah. All right, Jason. I'd say like a golden retriever or like a really yippy little dog. <laughs> oh, my <a> golden <laughs> retriever would be perfect. I think a golden retriever would be perfect for Q. I'm not sure about like person though, like Captain Underpants or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, obviously, it's uh, All Might. All Might. Yeah. 
Obviously, it's All Might. All right, Linz. Uh Mira, if you are familiar with the um, Great British Bake Off, she would be Mary Berry. Like, oh. just the sweet, sweet, lovely person, a little penchant for alcohol, excellent cook, you know. I don't know Mary Berry personally, but I imagine she takes good care of the people around her. She seems so. like that kind of person. I agree. Yeah. Okay, last question uh, from this creation challenge um, is, you have one wish. What would your character wish for? Mika? I think Lemon would probably wish for Jesse to be back. I think as much as they didn't get along, you know, you, you saw this in the last few episodes. He did solve a lot of respect for him. Uh, he was an important person to the guard. And I, I think Lemon thinks that Jesse was gone too soon. Well, even though he was probably like 70 something in mouse years. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. He's... Oh, that was an unexpectedly. Emotional answer. <clears throat> Flashbacks to the funeral and where I was actually weeping. Um, which reminds me when we get to the good, the bad, and the ugly part. My my ugly my example is from the funeral. Oh no. All right then, Blake. Well, that was a serious answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think tweezers, I'll give a funny answer and then a serious answer. Tweezers. Obviously would want a lifetime supply of pecans wherever he goes. Oh. Just like constant, like like an like a endless bag of just pecans that he could reach in and pull one out. But his serious answer would be to be in a story that's told by the mouse guard for helping the mighty Q vanquish some monster, some foe. So like I I'm oh, I continue so cool. to be the Q's as he calls it sidekick and helps him <laughs> along the way in a great, great journey somehow. Oh, that's so perfect. That's I think somehow I, I think I can make two wishes for tweezers work. I think I could do that. Perfect. <laughs> Jason. That actually was like, honestly, like right along the lines of what I was thinking too. So it is perfect. Like Q would be too stubborn to just wish himself the like mightiest hero of all time. Like he'd want to take like the undertaking on his own. So he probably either one wish to be a couple inches taller or two <laughs> wish for the mightiest quest of all time to, to go on with his friends. Oh, so yeah. We'll have to have some sort of prologue maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so what it is. Prologue or epilogue? Epilogue. Epilogue. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, writers. <laughs> Speaking of writers, oh, I'll, I'll mention that later. Um, Lindsay. Uh, Mira, I think, would have like a more general kind of impossible to achieve. I hope not. But idealistic kind of goal that every mouse would have a warm bed and plenty of food and, you know, just basically like world peace, solving world hunger and, you know, everyone getting along kind of thing. Yeah. She's such a pure heart. Yes. I love her. <laughs> okay. So we're going to move on to the, the section, the good, the bad and the ugly. 
Um, so Mika, since this was kind of your, your, your bebe idea, uh, do you want to start us off with yours? Kind of give us an example of how to run with it. Yeah. Uh, so the idea came from, uh, my last job, uh, where after a big event, uh, we would do the good, the bad, the ugly, uh, the good things that happen at the event, the bad things, and then the ugly things, which thankfully never happened, but um and so the idea is just to go through and grade yourself um grade your performance your character and list what you think the good the bad and the ugly are and you can chime in with other people's too um but Please I, I, would, me. I would not chime in with anything ugly though <laughs> yeah please don't do that just i i'm even have hesitant with bad but um, I think I mean, we can any kind of, welcome. I think we can kind of twist bad to be kind of like, um, I don't know. We could kind of twist it in a way where it's like the good things that happen, or maybe the bad be something like, I wish this had happened, but it went in this direction instead kind of a thing. So then it's not really bad. Uh, constructive criticism. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't just be a jerk. Give the actual solutions. Yeah. Uh, so actually I'll go first. Um, thank you so much for giving example. Now I know exactly what to say. <laughs> um, being a first time GM is very, very hard, especially in this type of scenario where I'm not in the, I'm technically in the comfort of my own home, but it's being shown to a bunch of people. Um, so I think the good was that we got through it. We did it. There's this noise is coming from somewhere. Uh, my phone was talking to me. Let's, let's move that to the other side of the room. Um, the good, uh, we got through it, <laughs> which is very nice. So great job, everybody. Um, I think, uh, personally constructive criticism for myself, kind of the bad in a way, um, is working on my descriptions, <laughs> uh, paper noises, for example. Um, I think that's, oh, there's uh, echoes coming from somewhere. <laughs> Jason's like, is it me? Is it me? <laughs> um, mute yourself for a second. Let's see what happens. Hello? <laughs> it's every time, man. I don't know how. Wait, was it me? Yeah, because now what? I can't hear it. Oh, no. I'll just try not to talk at the same time. You have yourself unmuted. <laughs> um was for me describing things because I know I had a bunch of ideas. I had I had this really cute uh thing like for North describing the way like his eyes looked when he looked at Lemon or um some members of the the band or the decorations or different things like that. Um I let my anxiety get to me at some points where I kind of just forgot a bunch of stuff and was like, you go left. Or, you know, something random like that. But um, I know for me, that needs to be worked on for sure. Um, I don't think there was anything ugly. I think that you guys carried the story in in a way that I wouldn't have expected it to go. And that's why I like, I like you guys so much. Um, is because you took the whole story and there were even some times where you were like, I want to do this. And I was like... Mm-hmm. Give me a second. I don't know how to handle that. (laughs) 
And I, I do, I really appreciated your guys's uh, drive and direction. So keep it up. Mika. Um, there we go. Okay. The good, the bad, the ugly, the good. Um, I like my character. I had fun with them. Um, I think with everyone's help, like I was throughout this series, I was able to develop different personality quirks and stuff. I think Lemon Jabbed especially well with Amira. Uh, but that also leads into my bad, which was um, Lemon didn't jive too well with Tweezers or the Mighty Q. I made a character who just by his rank or just his status as a teacher even uh, wasn't meant to really befriend, be friendly with those he considered his students. And I didn't, I wasn't able to bring in a, a student-teacher dynamic too well outside of just giving out random grades, <laughs> uh, which is my big regret for Lemon. Um, the Ugly, I noticed this uh, listening to the last episode, but I have this really bad habit of talking out of character, then going straight into character and going into dialogue oh. and not having a character voice. And so when I went into uh, the eulogy, it, like I was talking about something and then boom, suddenly it's it's the eulogy and it's like, whoa, I'm sorry, what? Oh, oh, sad things. Oh, okay. Hmm. Um, so that's I didn't notice. Oh, thank you. And she listened to it. Yeah, she listened to it before everybody else because I was like, somebody please listen to this. Make sure it's okay. I'm so tired. Mm -hmm. I I didn't notice it terribly much either, but I I like that idea of creating more of a voice for your character, like a different voice than your own. I think those are always really fun to experiment with. I think part of the problem with that is um like as a, a DM for Dungeons and Dragons, I I do character voices for a lot of the NPCs. Like my 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 best set of like distinctive voices is um really bad Southern. Um is that Northern Irish? My <laughs> New York that sounds Bostonian and my Bostonian that sounds New York. <laughs> but like they're like they're fun. But if somebody was listening to them. I don't think anyone listening to this podcast would, would want to hear me do those terrible accents. <laughs> I mean, it could be just a matter of pitch changes too. Just your mm-hmm. regular voice, just slightly deeper or slightly higher. If you didn't want to go the accent route. Accent route's way more fun. Uh, no, true. you're right. I, I, I should have done something with pitch. Yeah. But I mean, I think it's fine. Even if you don't think your accent's great do it anyways if you think it's fun and it fits your character do it so there's that for next season <laughs> uh blake um i think i think mika's bad is an interesting thing because i feel like that was a good thing that our characters had diversity among us in the the things we liked and the things we didn't like and that you said that you felt like Lemon didn't really get along with tweezers or Q. Uh, it wasn't necessarily get along. It's just 
had almost zero story beats. And like, you know, Tweezers and, and Q, you know, paired off and had their thing, which is awesome. That's what should happen. But Tweezers and Q also had way more interaction with Mira than like everyone else had kind of more interaction than Lemon did with them. I could see that, but I also, I don't know. I kind of liked that because I felt like that fit your character really well, being the leader of the group, kind of being a veteran among us. You kind of are, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I kind of got an attitude of like, I'm too young, I'm too old for this kind of <laughs> kind of thing from Lemon at some points, you know? And I, I don't know, yeah. I, I liked that dynamic among our group. I thought that was a fun interaction because it was like dad teaching the kids almost. <laughs> And I thought that was funny. I thought that was a good aspect of our thing. Um, But I also can see what you're saying where maybe some more interactions amongst the characters would have been, would have been good. Well, and that's something I could have probably pushed for too, was forcing those interactions. So I think the bad turned into a good because it was a lesson all around of, okay, now I know how to kind of finagle this character. And then for me, it's like, okay, now I understand why that went the way it did. And now I can force other interactions that wouldn't have happened otherwise. Yeah. And I think too, you bring up a good point. A lot of the, not a lot, but a, a big part of the festival was us doing solo things, mm-hmm. you know, us going and doing competitions by ourselves. I liked Lemon that. didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I liked that. <laughs> I liked that Q and Mira ended up fighting in the, in the ring. That was a fun thing. Um, and I think that would be cool to have, more things that involve the whole group in the next yeah. next um, system that we do. Yeah, that's actually one of my biggest, because I have just random continuous notes. That's one of my biggest notes was more essentially group activities. Not really activities, but keeping the group together. Because I, I did notice that the kind of separation kind of towards those. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. Um, and then I guess for my bad... I think I think I would also kind of go along the lines that Mika said. I felt like tweezers would be kind of flat sometimes. And I think that's something that Jason did really well with Q by giving him a personality, um, by actually, you know, giving him a, a voice and and really like speaking through this character and role playing, you know, and not just kind of like being yourself and thinking this is how I would do it in this story. So that's something I want to try to improve. I don't, I'm not the best at voices, but I'd like to try and attempt one next, next system or, or maybe um, find a way to do like, kind of like you said, like a deeper voice or change your pitch or I come like up with a way. One. Yeah. Yeah. You, you were more thoughtful as tweezers, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I tried to, I tried to, I guess, have a different dialogue and different different way of talking as tweezers. But I definitely want to emphasize that more in the next one. I feel like it's something I could have done better. Yeah. Um, and then I think for the ugly. Ugly can one, also mean pretty, you know, pretty. Yeah. Ugly. If you don't have an ugly, that's cool too. It's even yeah. better. Well, I think it's hard to say for the ugly. Cause I can't really think of anything that like really upset me. Um, or was there anything in particular that brought you a lot of joy? I really liked, I had a lot of fun the third the third day, the best day. 
Good. <laughs> um, I had a lot of fun when we did. Um, when when you talked to me about having like a secret mission, mm-hmm. I thought that was a lot of fun. Of of catching the three blind mice at the festival, and then talking with you outside the game, telling you what Tweezer's real name is, mm-hmm. kind of having that like surprise even for the rest of the group that didn't know i thought that was a lot of fun so i guess an ugly pretty would be that is is having more secret things that that people know in the group that other people don't know i think that would be a lot of fun oh yeah i agree i thought that was that was so much fun oh my goodness i look forward to having other stuff like that in the future too with either everybody or just certain people whatever you want so i'm excited for that that was adorable jason Woohoo. Okay. All right. So I think for good, um, Q is like, honestly, like one of the most like adorable characters I've ever played. Like <laughs> he was just a lot of fun. Just how like charismatic he was. And just like, I really enjoyed his spunky personality and just kind of, I don't know. I love, I really like the interactions. Mika also like, I honestly love kind of the dynamic that Q and Lemon had because I felt honestly kind of like Blake said, I felt like it was like a teacher, like a like a slap him on the back of the head when he does something wrong kind of dynamic. And Q really like needed that. I think my favorite was I just I think maybe I just wish I had I had gone out there with Lemon to have more interaction, I guess. Yeah. Um but my my favorite interaction with with Q was um Q just offering to beat up North. (laughs) That was, I just think that was a nice, I don't want to say like a role reversal, but um, just like, yeah, the entire season lemons been like teachers smacking on the back of the head, giving you your grades, um, kind of the superior thing. And then at the very end, Q takes up, it's like, we're equals. We're friends. I will do this for you. Yep. I will exactly. Yes. And I think that really, I, like, I wasn't quite sure how to respond to that. And I think for Lemon, too, like, even in character, he wasn't quite sure. It, it was just, um, I think that really meant a lot to Lemon. Mm-hmm. Good. And I actually, I, I kind of meant it to be kind of like that, too, because, like, that that's a I'm so happy you say that because that's like exactly what I was going for. Like Q's kind of like a dog when it comes to like people that are important to him. Like he will like fight for them, like no matter what. And like seeing like he doesn't kind of see the situation, kind of what happened, but he saw you like fall in the cake and the guy kind of pushed you over and he's like, what the bully? <laughs> like <laughs> I need to go defend my master, <laughs> you know, oh. like my teacher. <laughs> I, I need Q to do some PSAs. <laughs> what's that yeah. a bully here's what you should do kids <laughs> kind of like the captain america yeah. like after, at the high school to watch the, so you're in detention <laughs> yeah, yeah you guys got a war criminal now <laughs> technically we won't get into movie. that <laughs> i'll talk for hours yeah i that's kind of the good like i loved i really like the role playing i feel like we had a good group dynamic um i liked q i liked where his character um uh, where he was going um so for the bad i have a hard time 
for Maybe the bad. Maybe we should change it from bad to the excellent or something. <laughs> no, I I can still think of honestly like Maybe I feel like maybe I could have been better at being a little bit more serious with Q at certain points. Not always like kind of like da da da. I mean, that's kind of how he is. But like, I guess the only thing I wish was that there's more time for character development. That is one of the only bads that I can think of is that I wish there's more time for character development because kind of the way I wanted Q to go was, um, you know, He's kind of been he's kind of been ignoring the fact that he's not that strong, you know. He's kind of just less than competent at a lot of things. And he was eventually like in a journeying, he's eventually going to have to face that fact. He's going to have to face the fact, you know what? I'm a runt and I'm tinier and I can't do some of these things. And that was going to be a huge turning point for him in figuring out like exactly how how much heart he really has if he can overcome those fears or those little lingering like i'm a runt like kind of things he just ignores like kind of a little chaotically you know well, i wonder too if after kind of maybe like a big defeat he learns okay i am small but how can i use that to my advantage to uh-huh. become mightier so yeah. then he uses those weaknesses and turns them into his mightiest strength yeah exactly it's like if we fought an owl i i do not think he would win i do not think he would beat it you know and he he would have to come to this realization he'd have to come the fact you know i can't just take it on head on i'm gonna need to think i'm gonna need to have a strategy i'm gonna need to actually learn how to use my sword you know and that was gonna be huge character development for him and actually thinking a little bit more seriously you know so that's the only thing i wish we had more time we had more time to develop that um well in good news um now that i kind of have a season or you know a full session under my belt i i think i've figured out more ways to expand the seasons a lot more to be able to have those types of things Mm -hmm. um I had always intended for the first season to run a little short, but I think these, I think it rounds out to 10 episodes, including this, which is pretty good. Um, But I am glad that you bring up that fact because I am going to start with Mika's help. (laughs) He's helped me kind of learn how to uh, carry on a campaign. So I'm excited for your characters next season to Mm -hmm. be able to have these kinds of, of growths that yep. we can actually see play out. But episodes. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I like, I knew, I knew we probably weren't going to get to that point, but I was just like, only like my desire, you know, I like, yeah. I wish, you know, like well, that. And if you have something like that, message me and we can find a way to work it in. If yeah. there's something that your character next season desires to do, mm-hmm. let's make it work. Mm-hmm. I would love that. Awesome. My character desires to kill Jason's character. Oh no! You don't mean Levin, so that Levin can just keep coming back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Right. oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but last but certainly really not least, if that was like actually what you wanted to do with right. that entire <laughs> campaign. Kind of so, let's do it. <laughs> so off, off recording. Um, I think it, I think it was actually last week we were talking about. Um, I'm not going to give any details yet onto which system we're doing because I'm going to announce that on 
uh, Wednesday. So I guess, I guess technically I could do it. Actually. Yeah. I can talk about it now. Cause I'll announce it uh, Wednesday and this episode comes out on Friday, but with Arium is the system that we're going to be playing. Um, we're kind of leaning towards a uh, cyberpunk world. And so we talked about how Lemon would be a robot who just continually dies in these creative ways and continually comes back. <laughs> I think that would be hilarious. That would be amazing. Yeah, like, all of my characters are named Lemon, so why not? Exactly. It's just Lemon Mark 1, Lemon Mark 2. I mean, it's kind of like Connor from Detroit Become Human. Yeah. Lemon Murderbot 3000. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe that will that will come into play. Oh, um, I hey, this is a desire. I'll make note of it. Um, last but certainly not least, Lindsay, our sweetheart of the group. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't know. Uh, it's kind of hard because a lot of these things that I was thinking have already been said. Um, I agree with a lot of your guys' points. My good, I did like my character. Um, uh, I enjoyed the campaign. I enjoyed the role playing. I think we had a really good group dynamic, um, as Blake kind of mentioned. And I, you know, I'm really happy with how that went. And um, I did like the little things that would come up, like the things that were born, like, you know, Mira trying to feed the pecan, anything but pecans to tweezers. Um, and like her little, like on the side friendship with, um, lemon where she'd just be like, yeah, no, it, it, it toned down on the drinking, like take care of yourself kind of thing. Um, my bad would be like, I think like I would have wanted a little more to Mira. Like she didn't seem to have a lot of fears besides pleasing people. Um, um, it's but also like, owls. No, it wasn't even owls. <laughs> like <laughs> she was just like, I don't want people to think I'm not pulling my weight, kind of thing. Um, so she was definitely a people pleaser, and you know, over the top. You know, trying to feed everyone, trying to be happy. You know, trying to be a beat. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, like she didn't really have any vices or you know, any edge. (laughs) So I would have liked to do something like that. Um, And then, yeah, uh, just going along with what Jason said, like I, I would have loved more time. I'm excited to do a longer campaign and see kind of what characters we get, what dynamics they have. If any of them fight, if any of them fall in love, you know, I would love to see different relationships and I'd love to see like different arcs kind of exactly what Jason said, like, arcs of kind of self-realization or arcs of growth. And um, yeah, that's, I think that's the extent of my thoughts on it. I don't have an ugly. Um, good. So yeah, no, I, I think we all did a pretty good job and I'm really impressed for the first go of how it went. And like for at one of you, two of you, this is your first podcast. And I think you guys really rocked it. Like I, I really do. I think like, cause I remember my first podcast, my first episodes, my first podcast, you can go listen to them. They're terrible. (laughs) We were all shy. We were all long winded. You know, it was just like really hard to, 
get used to being on camera or on mic. Mm -hmm. And I think you guys did a way good job of that. I agree. Everybody did fantastic. I wouldn't have known that any of these people wouldn't have, you know, been doing this already for a while. Um, <laughs> so we're kind of nearing towards the end. Um, I felt inspired. Um, so for the last question for everybody, I'm curious as to what your favorite moment was of the entire season. And that can be something uh, we talked about afterwards, or it could be something in the story. Uh, just kind of what was your favorite? Mika. Um I think it was most of episode three. It just had some solid moments. Uh, the interaction with Q, um, the <laughs> Nero with, with Timothy, um, the the reveal of Tweezers, his actual name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone just had like such solid moments in that episode uh, that it, yeah, just the whole episode is my favorite moment. I'm glad. I love day three. Blake. My favorite moment is when I gave Q my bag and told him to go buy pecans for me. <laughs> and the bag just had pecans in it. So that was part of our little secret mission-y thing again. And I had in my mind, I was like, okay, I've built a bag that has a trap in it. And if somebody tries to reach in it, they'll get trapped. That was like my idea. And that's why I kept saying to Q, don't open the bag. Because if he opened the bag and put his hand <laughs> in it, he would get trapped, but I didn't know how oh, to like so convey good. that to you to, to like, as the GM to like have that happen as part of the story. Um, if you, so kind of in the future, if we want to do that, um, I always will have my messages up. I don't mute anything, but if you just want to like PM me, I will see it and make note of it and slide it in. So then it goes the way that you're, well, for the most part, depending on the situation, Goes almost exactly as you intended. Right. But I actually am happy that it didn't go that way because it made for a hilarious part of the story. Because exactly. on the fly, I was like, well, I guess what would tweezers have in a bag? He'd just have more pecans, wouldn't he? And so that's why I said he just has a bag full of pecans. And then my favorite part was like, Hugh, instead of just coming back, he just kept going. <laughs> And trying to buy pecans with pecans. I thought that was so funny. And he's climbing the tree. And it's an oak tree. Yeah. That was my favorite part of the campaign by far. So. That was really good. Jason? I had a couple of moments. I was going to say the nut quest was one of my favorite parts. That was all the top. I think, I think another good one was Lemon and Q being there for Mira's interaction with Timothy. Yeah. Um, that was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh other favorite part was when um blake helped me with this he actually texted me and helped me with this when we named Lindsay's dagger eugene <laughs> 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 and then uh, my actually my other favorite part like more like serious one of my absolute favorite parts was when tweezers helped me make uh well he made my sword that was one of my favorite parts. And then we had a conversation. I don't know why. Like I almost teared up when I said oh. this, like when, after we accomplished our first mission in uh, helping uh, the old guy with his um, cart, I remember talking to tweezers and uh, he was just like, I helped someone. And it was like his first time, like accomplishing a mission. And I don't know why I remember that specifically, but I remember that was like 
a big moment for my character. Yeah, that's pretty significant. Yeah. A plus. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're out of we're out of uh we're out on summer break, Mika. You can stop grading us now. Never. We're on spring break, okay. Lindsay? Uh mine was the one that you guys mentioned when I'm having like this increasingly awkward relationship with Timothy and um, it just gets so much worse. Like when I'm on a date with him, you know, and I'm like, Oh, this could be really great. And he just is being weird. And then it turns out my two like companions are there just like messing around. (laughs) That oh was hysterical. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, I feel like Lemon was just with you, and Lemon's like, oh, hey, there's Mira. Uh, do you want to follow her? <laughs> was that when I just like showed up right next to you? Like, hey, what'd you do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. And then, of course, um, I enjoyed day three as well. I loved how a lot of things that I didn't expect to get closure did. Um, and it was just, it was a good episode. Day three was definitely the best of them all. <laughs> There's so many exactly just like random things that got closure and just uh I I lost it when tweezers vomited on on Gwendolyn's feet. Oh my gosh. And then <laughs> one of my favorite moments was um when they're doing uh or Gwendolyn is there and she grabs hands with her husbands and tweezers like bitches. <laughs> I freaking lost it. That was, I know. That was so funny. She was dying. That was <laughs> funny. Was like, I, I didn't know if you would be offended, but I'm glad I really laughed. He felt was, a sense of confidence from that. He like felt like, yeah. It was, it's not like it was out of character, but it 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 almost like brought out this other side of tweezers that you're like, has he been hurt before? Right. And by who? <laughs> we need to discover this and get some help. <laughs> um, but as we kind of, uh, we come to a close on the kind of official end of season episodes. Um, I really want to thank you, Mika, for writing all of our descriptions for the podcast. Um they are fantastic. If I had to do those myself, they would not be great. Oh, dude, that's all. I didn't realize you did. That's awesome. Yeah. I think yeah, we're I very like clever. Thanks, I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So you've been doing fantastic. And um, I'm going to keep having you do those. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Like, um, I do copy for work. So exactly. You're perfect for it. Um, oh, Jason, can you mute yourself real quick? Thanks. <laughs> I heard myself for a second. I was like, nope, I hear myself enough. Um, um, and then I just want to thank the rest of all of you guys really for agreeing to come and do this with me and agreeing to continually do more seasons. I'm looking forward to having the longer quests and scenarios and seasons to be able to really dive into your characters that come up. Um, so thank you all for agreeing to do this and come on this grand adventure. Um, and then a thank you to the fans and for all those people who randomly messaged me asking me, hey, I just finished the most recent episode. Can can I get early access to the next one? And I have to brutally tell them no. RLU almost got one out of me because he offered uh, dice. Ooh. Uh, so I almost said yes. But he was like, yes. I know, right? Because he, he messaged me. He was like, 
can I bribe for the next episode? Like maybe some dice. I was like, you have my attention. He was like, I did not think I would get this far. <laughs> it was pretty hilarious. So thank you to everybody who listened, s- continues to listen. Um, it's just going to keep getting better from here. And I'm still very excited. Um, so since I've realized when the episode is going to come out, I can kind of talk a little bit about Arium. I'll do a just kind of a quick overview because obviously the beginning of the season two, we're going to talk a lot more about it. So Arium is a fantastic game. Um, so a couple of my friends uh, had this on Kickstarter. I'm going to kind of read their little why Arium section from Kickstarter. Uh, Arium is the name of the game. Why? Well, because we wanted a simple name that expressed the idea for a container for possibility. There are all kinds of Ariums in our daily lives. Aquariums, solariums, planetariums. And we looked up the Latin root and it felt perfect. Uh, We would like to think, or sorry, we like to think of it as this. Arium is an overarching world, universe, setting, and story adventure seeds. Contains a collection of fascinating landmarks, people, and items too. Arium is our answer to a very simple question. I added the very for some reason. Arium is the answer to a simple question. Why play in someone else's sandbox when the whole group can have a blast creating their own? So that kind of gives you a sense of, oh, interesting. And that, yes, we will be creating our own world. We're going to create our own world, our own characters, places, objects that we use, everything. So I'm very, very excited for us to create our own world together and to be able to play with it and do what we want with it. I love everyone shaking their heads like, yeah. So season two, we're going to be playing Arium. Um, So as soon as this episode comes out, you'll be able to check our post on this previous Wednesday. I'll have everything linked and tagged to go and check out Arium, learn what you can, and hopefully create some of your own worlds when it becomes available to everybody. I think it's available to everybody. Not terribly sure. We'll figure that out. But I am very excited for season two. That's going to start at the beginning of May. We, we will start recording. I think we're going to do, I think we decided on doing uh, the creation of the world as a live stream. So that is going to be freaking incredible. So keep an eye out for all of that coming along. That's going to be the first week of May. We'll create the world together and even the fans can throw in some opinions and ideas and we can melt those into the world. Uh, so once again, thank you everybody for being here, doing this bonus episode and just being here in general. You guys make this all worth it. And I'm very grateful. Uh, so I guess this is an official good night from the Let Us In season one. We'll see you next season. Bye. Bye. Guys. <laughs> <laughs>